RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Friday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight, live from his prison cell, kept as a political prisoner and a symbol of the America they want to destroy. My good friend Jake Lang, January 6th defendant. Jake is joining us once again, this time, to discuss his landmark Supreme Court case that has the potential to impact literally hundreds of other January 6th defendants' cases. I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. If you wouldn't mind... Please do me a favor, hit that like button as you're coming in. If you also wouldn't mind, please share this program on your favorite social media platform. I want to give a big shout out to O1036 out there in the Rumble Chat. Starting it out by saying it's been three years since I've watched. I'm looking for you now. And I tongue-in-cheek replied, I hope you're mean you're looking for the channel and not coming to Arkansas. me. <laughs> Wherever you've been the last three years, uh, I am glad to have you here tonight. And uh, Raikland Patriot is absolutely correct. This is a very, very important episode. So sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this with Jake Lang. According to the CDC, 73.6% of adults are overweight, with a further 40% of those adults in the obese category. Now, this is why I highly recommend including this amazing supplement in your daily routine. It contains naturally sourced ingredients straight from the earth to support weight loss. Its main ingredient is called conjugated linoleic acid, or CLA for short. It's been shown to reduce fat storage while speeding up the breakdown of the fat that you do have. The CLA and this product is essentially hindering your body's ability to store fat in favor of supporting your body's ability to burn that fat and break it down. Try it today for 51% off, plus get several free bonuses. You can order right now by going to my special link, trimwithred.com, or just click the link in the description box below. Once again, that's trimwithred.com, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. Pill.net is thrilled to announce the latest addition to our push notification system. Stay connected and never miss out on updated content from your favorite streamers, memers, conversations, and more. Introducing our new iPhone Safari push notifications, taking the user experience to a whole new level. Never miss a notification on iOS again. iPhone users can now also experience the same rapid push notifications Pill provides without utilizing the big tech app stores. 
Here's how to install push notifications on your iPhone. First, make sure your phone is updated to the most recent version of iOS. Then go to Safari and openpill.net. Click on the share button at the bottom and add to home screen. Now open the app and click home at the bottom to log in. You will now be prompted to accept notifications. Just choose allow and you're all done. Activate your iPhone iOS push notifications today and experience how Pill.net is consistently providing you the user with the next level connectivity without the big tech app stores. Pill.net. Free speech lives here. Big shout out to my friends at Pilled.net for figuring how to get around the censorship of the social media platforms and the big tech oligarchs of Silicon Valley. Now, please, without further ado, join me in welcoming our guest for this evening once more, Mr. Jake Lang. Jake, are you there, buddy? Jake, hello? I'm not hearing you, Jake. Your microphone is definitely not muted. All right. Well, let me uh, text Jake's assistant. Jake, are you there? I heard something. Hello, Jake. Jake, are you there? Um. Well, guys, I don't know what's going on. Jake was there just a moment ago. And, okay, it says that he's connected, but we can't hear him, so he's going to hang up and call back. Okay, please, do that, hang up and call back. I'm going to disconnect, well, I'll leave you guys connected. You go ahead and do whatever you have to do to get this to work, and in the meantime, we will go ahead and uh, discuss some other things that I had prepared for us, just in case something... Zach, can you hear me now? I can hear you now, Jake. Yes, yes, thank God. How you doing, sir? Hey. Good, brother. God bless you. Hey, I just, we were just singing the national anthem at 9 p.m. I tried to, to turn on the microphone here so you guys could hear it. Um, all the Jan Sixers in the pod singing the national anthem. You guys just missed it, apparently. Oh, that's beautiful stuff, man. No, we did miss it, but uh, I, you just get me, get me a video of it or something like that, and I'll play it on the show. Oh, yeah, we sing every single night at 9 p.m. Zach, yeah. thank you for having me on. Sorry for the technical difficulties here, man. I'm 915 days in prison, you'd think I'd learned how to use the phones by now. <laughs> it's par for the course, and uh, I, I always I, I always expect something like this to happen when it's an important show like this. So you've got nothing to apologize for, buddy. So tell me again, you said 954 days inside the prisons there? Uh, right now it's 915 days about 15. by the time my trial comes along in October. I will be over a thousand days in prison before I get my first chance at, at getting my justice in, in, at trial. It's absolutely, I mean, it's something that's unheard of in America. A thousand days in prison before, as a political prisoner, before you get a trial? No, no, it, it's certainly not the America that I think any of us thought we would be living in here in 2023. It's not the type of thing that, uh, you know, this is uh, this is akin to what they did to uh 
Jose Padilla after 9-11. Do you remember that guy? He just disappeared. They, they didn't even try him. They just put him in a prison. And, you know, not that he was a good guy, but, uh, you know, of course, uh, everybody deserves a fair trial, no matter who you are uh, and no matter where you're from. But you, sir, are an American citizen. You are a nonviolent, non-criminal offender. You don't have a criminal record. You have uh, explicitly been set, been, been mentioned as having saved lives on January 6th. And this is how they treat you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's more what we stand for, the reason why they do this, the reason why they're coming after Trump and mm-hmm. Bannon and Navarro and every single Jan 6 Patriot is because we stand on Christian principles, we stand on the Constitution, we stand as conservative Americans, and they're trying to destroy our ideology and, and make fear run rampant in America so that people become submissive and docile and bend the knee to the tyrannical uh, oligarchy that we're currently living under. I mean, we're living in a communist regime. Joe Biden is a Chinese communist puppet. Yep. He's bought and paid for. It, the, the number seems to be coming out more and more every single day. The January Sixers stood up as brave American patriots, as, as our duty to do, to defend this land from a stolen election. We gathered peacefully to protest the stolen election, and we got all of us got hit with multiple felony charges. And one of them is the obstruction of Congress 20-year felony charge that me and my team are now pushing up to Supreme Court to try to win in the highest court of the land. So, Jake, let, let's talk about that uh, that procession there, because uh, this this charge was initially dropped. And then it's my understanding the Court of Appeals reinstated it. And this is why you have to take it to the Supreme Court. Do I have that correct? Yeah, um, that's God's plan. You know, I'm one of only three January Sixers out of hundreds and hundreds of persecuted uh, American patriots that peacefully protested at the Capitol that day that have got charged with this very serious federal criminal statute. It's called a 1512C2 obstruction of Congress charge. It carries a 20-year maximum prison sentence. And I had it dropped originally. My judge, um, Judge Nichols, dropped the charge. We, we filed a motion to dismiss the charge. The judge, the judge accepted it. The <laughs> vile prosecutors, viral and corrupt federal prosecutors, pushed this charge up to the appellate court. The appellate court, which is totally biased in, in Washington, D.C., as are 99% of the federal uh, district court judges as well, overturned my judge's uh, decision. And now the only left recourse we have, Zach, is to push this up all the way to the Supreme Court. You know, uh, much in the same way they've done with uh, a lot of the indictments in your case and many of these other cases, this is a very odd interpretation of uh, the 1512 uh, uh, C. This is this is generally I mean, when you look up 18 U.S. Code 1512, this is uh, tampering with a witness, victim or an informant. This is the type of charge that they would generally give say, to a mob boss who was trying to buy off a jury or to stop someone from testifying against them. As far as I'm aware, this specific charge has never been used in the specific way that it currently is being attempted right now. Well, yeah, see, then that's the point you just hit on that's so important here, Zach, is that they are bending and twisting the law code, the Biden regime, the Department of Justice, and the way out of line FBI you have one minute remaining. I, I give you a call back, Jack. Don't worry okay. about that. Okay, but no they problem. They are bending and twisting the law code 
They're, they're using it as an instrument of political oppression to smash political dissidents. It's not the 1512 charge specifically that we're at war with here in this Supreme Court filing. It's that they will use any law code. If it wasn't the 1512 code, they would weaponize another uh, right. law code and use it as an instrument like a blanket political charge. So this, this Supreme Court filing means more than just attacking one particular out-of-date, you know, erroneous and, and vague law code that they're, that they're using to charge January Sixers with. It's more about sending a message that we will not, uh, we will not bend down and break to their weaponization of our federal institutions, our most prized institutions, the Department of Justice, the FBI. They're using these things to uh, persecute American citizens. Give me a sec, Jack. I'll call you guys right back. All right. God bless. Okay. God bless you. We'll see you in a second. You guys, I have something else I, I need Thank to. Thank you for using Global Telling. I'll be playing in the meantime. President Trump uh, held his uh, special screening of The Sound of Freedom this week. Our good friend J.R. Majewski was there. Uh, a whole bunch of really important people were there. But I think most importantly is uh, understanding the impact that this had upon President Trump. As I'm sure all of you know, uh, one of the first things President Trump did, perhaps the first thing that President Trump did when he came into office back in 2016, was to begin to address child sex trafficking. And after seeing the sound of freedom, President Trump has announced that he is going to be instating the death penalty for child traffickers. Now, if you knew this was coming, uh, like I think a lot of us knew this was coming, this is not a surprise. But for the people who are out there trafficking children and uh, treating them like currency, uh, the institutionalized aspect of this within our own intelligence and law enforcement community, uh, it goes to show you how desperate these people are to stop President Trump. Because not only are they going to be at danger of being murdered themselves uh, by a court of law because they are engaging in these uh, these behaviors, but they're also going to have to live with um, be not being able to do the most heinous and terrible things that they are currently enjoying. Let's go ahead and take a listen to this clip of President Trump discussing his feelings after seeing The Sound of Freedom. ...to host a screening at Bedminster of the important new film... Sound of Freedom, about the power of faith in overcoming evil, and in particular, the evil of child trafficking. Big problem. We had it down to the lowest number in many years, just four years ago, and now it's gone through the roof. Even though the fake news media has tried to ignore it, Sound of Freedom has been a national sensation and a colossal success at the box office. Really big numbers. Everyone should see it. This is a very important film, and very important movie, and it's a very important documentary all wrapped up in one. It's really about an issue. Exactly. Hey, here, brother. Yes. Under my yes, leadership. Jake. Yes. We, we were just checking hey. out that video of President Trump. Go, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. God bless. Yeah. So I just want to reiterate to the audience that how historic this Supreme Court filing is because. First of all, the, implica the political implications behind this filing are, are I mean, these are high stakes here. Not only could this Supreme Court decision, if it goes our way, if we, if we totally dismiss all the 1512 charges from my case and all the other Jan Sixers, it can clear the house, the jailhouses of hundreds of persecuted American citizens that have had been coerced 
and in prison by Biden's DOJ, January 6ers. Lots of them have taken plea deals through, you know, basically under duress, and a lot of them have been found guilty of this charge at trial. So if we win in Congress, I mean, literally hundreds of people will be leaving prisons across America. So and the, on top of that, maybe just as important. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Zach, were you saying something about it? I, I, I had something I was going to interject, but you important, Zach, yeah, go, go ahead. Is that Donald Trump is also under the gun here. They are trying, if you guys remember back to the January 6th Select Committee, the most biased Soviet show trial, guilty uh, before even you walk into the room, style hearing that you've ever seen with no defense. At the end of their 13th week, week long, um, like Hollywood extravaganza that they did on every single major news network, they recommended, the Congressional Committee recommended that they charge Donald Trump, that the DOJ Department charges Donald Trump with this same 1512 obstruction of Congress charge. Mm-hmm. So if we win this in Supreme Court, not only will it clear the jailhouses of the Jan Sixers, but it could possibly keep Donald Trump out of prison during an election year, the Republican front runner. So this is, I mean, this is actually monumental what we're doing here in Supreme Court. And I pray to God, and I hope that you guys are all praying alongside me, that we get accepted into Supreme Court and that they do the right thing because this is this is astronomical. No, I I, I don't think that you're overstating it in, in any sense. Uh, now, the 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 most important thing here is obviously vacating charges for uh, people who are, are awaiting trial. But what about those uh, people that have accepted plea deals or have already been convicted of these charges? Would it vacate for them as well? I mean, they would have to file motions okay. um, in the appellate division uh, while they're sitting in prison. Basically, like that new evidence has come out and it changes the, the um, circumstances of their plea deal and cer- changes the circumstances of their trial, basically. Yeah. And I, I'd say about almost probably 95 percent who file those um, those motions to have a reconsideration, basically, of their charges, of their sentences, of their plea deal. We'll get we'll get those things granted and they will be able to leave the jailhouses um, possibly years and years sooner. And, you know, this 1512 charge, all of the other stuff Donald Trump has gotten himself into that nonsense. That's all there. You know, it's all it's all nonsense. It doesn't really carry any hefty prison times right. or um, it's not dangerous to him. But the thing that's so dangerous about getting charged with an obstruction of Congress charge in the federal court, if you're Donald Trump or if you're a conservative or a MAGA supporter, is that the D.C. jury pools are so I mean, they have bloodlust out for conservatives and for Republicans. So if Donald Trump goes to trial in Washington, D.C. for obstruction of Congress charge, he will be found guilty before he even walks into the courtroom and he will do prison time for that. So that's why it's so important that we win this um, right now. No, I I think you're absolutely right. And essentially, no matter what they end up charging him with, I think that uh, the the intent is to keep him in prison for as long as they possibly can. I mean, especially with a charge like this, it would be tantamount to a death sentence for a, you know, a a 75 year old man. Yeah, no, 100 percent. And, you know, this this just shows that no one in in this type of political climate that we're in right now, where it's very dangerous to use your freedom of speech. And that's why I applaud you, Zach, and, and all the other brave people that have on Jan Sixers and are willing to sit in this trench with us. Because to use your free speech like we did to redress our grievance 
at the Capitol that day is the most dangerous thing you can do as an American citizen right now. Right. Because there are people out there, the swamp monsters in D.C., that want to shut you up, and they'll do any, mean, and they'll do any means necessary to do it. No-knock door raids, flash grenades on your dogs and your kids, dragging men out of their house all over the country, and, and, and basically railroading them straight to prison for basically standing up as our founding fathers would have done against tyranny. And, you know, this is, this is why it's so important that we band together as Americans right now. We stand in the principles of God, and we refuse to submit, refuse to bend, to break the fold, and never surrender to, I mean, this political, I mean, witch hunt that they are on for Christians, conservatives, and, and Republicans uh, in, in modern-day America. It, it's absolutely crazy, but, you know, it just goes to show you how dangerous it is to use your First Amendment. This is it truly is. I mean, it, it's a it's a radical thing to stand up and speak the truth, especially in the face of such overwhelming odds. Uh, right now, the deck is stacked against us. And I think that every single day that passes by, more and more people are beginning to realize this. And, and they're recognizing that, you know, the government as it stands today is a, uh, a far cry away from what it has been in the past, uh, what it ought to be. And certainly the political leadership of this country has left us with uh, a feeling of lacking. You know, I, I, I feel like you guys especially have been left behind by the uh, by, by the leaders of this country. Too many people have not stood up nope. and demanded that you guys receive fair treatment or uh, that you're allowed to go free or, or, you know, at least get out on bond or something. I mean, uh, they're treating you guys as if you are warlords or, you know, drug dealers with uh, super violent uh, histories. I mean, and that's just simply not the way it is. You're just a group of men who stood up and said, you know, we've had enough. And I think we need to get everybody out there to do the exact same thing. Uh, they may want to lock us all up, but they can't lock every single one of us up. I like that. We should put that on a T-shirt. They can't lock us all up. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, in this, in this type of political persecution, and this really it's Christian persecution, because we stand for the principles in the Bible, and we stand in the spirit of Jesus Christ when we do these things to Amen. combat oppression and tyranny and in all types of ways that go against uh, our values. And, you know, we just need to remain hopeful and joyful, even in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the trial. These circumstances can't break us because we receive our spirit from not from any earthly, at earthly place. God himself gives us his spirit through his son. And I know that being a political prisoner a lot of things that have been taken away from me that, that distracted me. But I, I truly know that when you have nothing left, all you need is God. Amen. And I just want to, you know, speak to the American people out there tonight that may be going through their own struggles, maybe feeling the weight of, you know, this, this regime and all of the different things that are happening in the school systems and the workplaces and all these different places that don't let them overcome. Jesus said in, in the book of John, the world, and we are overcomers by nature. And so, just hold to that tonight. Um, let him in your heart. That if we just look at 
us and realize that God is living there, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that we can overcome the circumstances. And I know we'll get through this. It may not be today, may not be tomorrow, but we will see victory. Amen. No, I say you, that in the name of Jesus Christ. You are absolutely right. And, and, and you know, so many of us are really going through it right now. Uh, but every single morning I wake up and, uh, you know, I get prepared to do this show. Uh, I start looking through what's happening in the world, the decisions that are being made by this illegitimate authoritarian administration. And I just remind myself that there are men like you who have been held for nearly a thousand days uh, and you wake up every morning and you still have uh, the, the same uh, righteous determination uh, to not allow these people to destroy you, to break you, uh, to. Uh, to force you to kneel, you're never going to do that. And, uh, and and at the end of the day, uh-huh. every single one of us is capable of going through a lot more than we realize. And oftentimes, it's not until we're in the crucible like you are that we recognize exactly how much power we have. And collectively, I mean, that power is insurmountable. We are going to beat this horrible, horrible situation, but it is going to take time. And we just have to commit ourselves to that fight. Amen. I really, I truly appreciate your platform, Zach, and all the things you do for the Patriot community and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's rare to have people um, like yourself that are so dedicated to the cause. And um, for every single Jansen prisoner that I've been locked up with, I've seen the best out of these guys in here. They're truly my brothers and stuff. I want, you know, our, let our chains and our bondage and what we're going through embolden you guys out there. Don't let them scare you. They, the reason they're treating us the way they're treating us, I mean, I've done 20 months solitary confinement. I've gone 15 months without a haircut before or seeing my family, six months without being outside in the sunlight. I've been through it all. But the reason why they're treating me the way they're treating me is because they want the January Sixers and the January Sixth Patriot uh, uh, heroes to be a signal flare that to show the rest of the American people this is what dare happens to you if you stand up and you fight against tyranny and you do the right thing and you honor God and you honor the Constitution and you and you stay uh, convicted to your sacred principles that you have as a man and as a woman to to walk upright without chains on you. And our founding fathers did the same thing, and the January Sixers did the same thing. So don't let this be something that dissuades you from taking political action. Go out there, hold your rallies, say what you want online, do what you need to do, and, and just be blessed and know that you will, you will get through whatever this is that they're, they're coming against us with. It's, it's demonic, it's tyrannical, but we have a name that is greater than all names, and we have a Lord that is not in the, in the grave He's risen out of the grave. He's sitting up there in heaven, and he's alive. And, and let, let us be alive. Let us live truly, have life, and have it more abundantly. Amen. Amen. So, Jake, how long do you anticipate before uh, you get word from the Supreme Court on whether or not they're going to be taking this up? Um, I'm, I'm believing that it, it will probably be because once the Supreme Court sniffs this out and sees it, um, how important it is to the political um, uh, spectrum in the country as far as the Donald Trump in 2024, the election cycle, I think it will be probably accepted right around the third year anniversary of January 6th, um, and we should have a ruling from it within six months after that. So I'm talking about right in the dead heat of uh of the 2024 election this should be decided and um hopefully we'll keep our our man trump out of prison and uh, we'll keep on fighting together here in this country 
I wanted to um, talk to the audience quick too about the the foundation, the organization that made this um, Supreme Court filing possible is a foundation I started called the January 6th Legal Fund. We've helped out dozens of Jan Sixers get attorneys, and right now we're in a big another uh, fundraising drive. And we, I mean, we came out with full transparency. We're a legitimate organization, no funny business. We negotiate hard. We get good, strong, conservative patriot attorneys to defend these guys. And uh, I, I would love for you guys to support us. It's j6legal.org. Um, if you guys are willing to make a donation, monthly donation, whatever you can do, the Jan 6 Patriots need it really badly right now. Um, we've got a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of appeal processes to go through a lot of us. Um, a lot of us are gearing up for trial here just in a few short months, like myself. And every single dollar helps, and we're really, really grateful. I know all mothers in here, they're just astounded by the letters that we get, prayer groups we have. You have one minute remaining. The donations we receive, it all just floors us with gratitude. So, guys, head over to g6eagle.org to help us continue this fight and, and fuel us for these battles ahead. Absolutely. Now, Jake, um, just want to make sure you are not affiliated with there's another group called the January 6th Defense Fund. That is a completely different fund, a different organization. Yeah, no, that, I have no idea who those people are. There's a lot of copycats, but J6 Legal Daughter, we're legit. We just came out with transparency on we funded about a week or two ago yep. um, it's run by me and all my all my christian brothers and sisters so j6legal.org if you want to help out amen i just passed the link out in the uh, in the chat you're on your way to four hundred thousand dollars currently you've raised two hundred and forty eight thousand nine hundred and sixty nine jake go ahead I- thank you for using global telling Okay, uh, I think we've just lost Jake. Um, I'm going to go ahead and leave this open just in case he is able to come on back in. But uh, Jake's assistant may hear me right now. And if you can, uh, I like I said, I'll just leave it open. And if Jake can come on back in, we will allow him to. And uh, I'd love to hear anything else that he might have to say. So please, uh, let me actually play you the video from the uh, the J6 Legal Fund. As you all well know, Patriots assembled on January 6th at the United States Capitol to peacefully protest a stolen election. Approximately a million liberty-loving Americans stood in unity and exercised their constitutional right to redress their grievances. Historically, the protest took a violent turn when Capitol Police officers started inciting and brutalizing an unarmed crowd, even killing four defenseless American citizens on the steps of our own Capitol. Now over 900 January Sixers and their families had been persecuted by the Biden regime and the FBI, violently arrested and abused and tortured in prison. Some spending over 20 months locked away in gulag-like conditions, political prisons inside our very own United States. They're being held without bond, visitations, haircuts, religious services, access to evidence and attorneys, and in many cases, complete solitary confinement. This atrocity highlights the two-tier justice system that villainizes conservative patriots and rewards career criminals. That's why we started the J6 Legal Fund to help retain hey, competent yes, conservative Jake. attorneys for our newest... Are you there? Hey, brother. Hey. It's good to be... It's good to hang... Yes, I'm here, brother. It's good to hang out with you. It's been a while since I've been on the program and um, lots to catch up on, a lot of hope and love to spread. 
Um, and thanks for having me here, brother. Oh, man, of course. Anytime. You know, it's uh, it is. It's been way too long. And um, I was hoping that we were going to have a couple of other uh, friends here tonight uh, to be able to, you know, talk about this and so much more, because there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Obviously, there are uh, quite a few people out there who have devoted their entire lives out here on the outside to raising awareness to your plight and the plight of uh, all of these men that are being held in these abhorrent conditions. Uh, one such man uh, is a mutual friend, Tommy Tatum. Uh, and uh, did you happen to hear, Jake, or did you see that Tommy was uh, positioned in the gallery at the IRS whistleblower hearing this week, and he was wearing an Ashley Babbitt t-shirt. Did you hear about that? Um, I'm, I, I, know, I know it happened with the uh, J6 community is very uh, closely knit. Yep. They go everywhere in Congress, and they are causing quite the storm. The, um, the Freedom Corner people, mm-hmm. our, our brothers and sisters out there, you know, trying to memorialize um, and, and, and show the just the dedication of the January 6th families and through this. And, and God bless Nikki, who yep. lost her daughter, um, and, you know, the other, three, the other three people that died at the Capitol. Um, Tommy Tatum, God, God bless uh, me and others who helped him out um, being able to save him. He was almost another victim of yep. police brutality, and, and I mean the, the long arm of the of the tyrannical uh, uh, road there. And um, that's awesome, though. I'm so I'm so proud of everything they do, um, just showing up for us and knocking down the doors of all these uh, you know swamp monsters in Congress and everywhere. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it was pretty awesome to see him front and center and uh, also for people to remember about Ashley again. You know, I mean, oftentimes the the left and, uh, you know, the Democrats in Congress, they will parrot this talking point. You know, people died on January 6th, but they neglect to say at any time that it was Trump supporters who died on January 6th. And more often than not, they died at the hands of that tyrannical D.C. police force. Uh, We're talking about people who were gunned down in Ashley's case. Uh, people who were crushed in in that tunnel, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's disgusting to think that they would try to use those people's deaths as some type of leverage uh, to impugn your character or anybody else's character. Because it, if it wasn't for you guys, then even more people would have lost their lives. L- let me ask you this, Jake. There was recently um, a, a, a new January 6th defendant, a man who was arrested by uh, Barack Obama's home. And apparently he had been uh, causing some trouble amongst the Freedom Corner people, and he'd actually been barred from uh, from appearing there. I, I, it seems like this could potentially be a, a false flag operation on behalf of the federal government to try to associate some really unhinged people with true patriots like yourself. Do you have any comments on that? Yeah, I mean, that situation, um, there's there's a lot more than meets the eye in that situation. I mean, you can dig through so many different layers of it. Um, Taylor Toronto, is um, he was a January 6th protester. Um, he also has been involved in all kinds of wacky things. I I haven't been able to really get my grasp on where he aligns uh, politically, uh, 100%. Um, if he's a Fed plant or not, um, I, you know, I know that he did some very uh, heinous uh, things out there at the, um, the Freedom Corner to antagonize our people, mm-hmm. um, and he has some some beliefs that uh, are are a little out there, far out there. 
he does have a First Amendment right to, uh, you know, to report and be a journalist and, and say what he wants to say. Um, I'll defend that right to my death. But do, do I agree with what he's saying? No. Do I agree with the way he goes about his, uh, his political actions? No. Um, he wasn't in this pod for very long. Um, I tried to get to know him better and, and understand him and show him some Christian love and compassion and mercy. Um, I gave him a Bible and a small little bit of food um, just to save off some of the hunger from the trays here in the D.C. Gulag are like nothing. Um, but we didn't really get to get to know him um, that much. An incident occurred, and um, he basically had to leave the pot after that. And uh, you know, it was uh, it's a shame because you go, well, you want to you want you want to unearth the things that are you know that the government's trying to do, mm-hmm. and it's you know we want to get down to the bottom of these things. So um, it was definitely a wacky situation, and uh, you know. God bless the Freedom Corner people for, for maintaining their composure and putting up with um, the antagonizers out there and the people who, who just want to um, sow seeds of discord between brothers and sisters. Um, but, you know, that, that particular man right there, I mean, he served in the Army. Um, he has, you know, all kind of a history serving this country, but somewhere he just went a little left field, Zach. And, um, yeah. you know, that's not MAGA. That's not what we represent here. No, no, not at all. So, so Jake, it sounds like you're back in D.C. I know that uh, they've been doing some heavy diesel therapy on you for the last 900 or so days. Uh, how, how long have you been back in D.C. and uh, and how many various prisons have they put you in at this point? This is my 13th stop Jeez, on the political Pete. prisoner merry-go-round that got me on Zach. Yeah, um, they keep on moving me around and around, you know. Diesel therapy is a form of torture that the, yeah. the feds use basically to try to um, keep you unmoored, keep you off your, your, your center axis so you don't have access to discovery, you can't get your commissary, your food, your clothing. You just never really get comfortable and settled in. And it's really hard to mount a defense against, you know, the entire federal government and the most all 51 branches of the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office with their unlimited resources. It's very hard to mount a defense against them. Um, when you're just, you know, being bounced around and treated like an animal and put in cages and on buses and bologna sandwiches and transferred here and put in planes and flown to Oklahoma and put in quarantine and solitary confinement every time you go into new jail. It's quite the, you know, escapade. Uh, <laughs> but I'm here in D.C. I'm back in the D- uh, the January 6th uh, Patriot pod in the D.C. Gulag, um, surrounded by my brothers who are doing a lot of great things here. We're working together to try to get the truth out. Um, we've got all kinds of, you know, awesome projects on the horizon. I have a new documentary um, poised to go out um, called uh, Patriots Day, which details my day uh, pretty much start to finish at the Capitol. Uh, we'll do maybe a, a, a party watch or um, a group right watching of that when it comes out. Zach will come back on. I have another big, big, big announcement. It's a secret announcement coming out this upcoming Tuesday. I think I'm coming back on next week to uh, to push that. Yep. Something that you're a part of, Zach, that we can't wait to bring to the people. Um, so, we, I mean, I stay busy. I've got a lot of purpose here. God's been able to use me, and I've been very grateful to be his servant and to go where he leads me and just to do what he asked me to do, uh, ministering to people in here. We perform baptisms. I baptize. Um, eight different men into the into the family of God by His grace alone. Um, since I've been locked up, and we do Bible studies every night, and you know, you just got to find joy wherever you're at because the, the, our joy is from the Lord, and His Word is what we thrive on. 
and there's nothing else that can take or give that other than God. Oh, that's that's beautiful, and it I'm sure it helps in making sure that uh, your your spirits remain high. So, Jake, take us through an average day, uh, you know, from start to finish. I mean, what what time do you wake up, and what's that like? I mean, I I have a very different day than most political prisoners, most of my January six brothers, because I'm so heavily involved, and in, I have the J six legal fund I run getting literally managing dozens of lawyers for dozens of Jan Sixers. I'm very, very involved in that. I do all the negotiations and make sure everything runs smooth there. Um, so I wake up about eight, nine o'clock. Um, I read the word of God. As soon as I wake up, I pray. Um, then I go get my tablet. I check my messages, get my assistants rocking and rolling, all my different volunteers and people in the organization. I mean, we've got J6 Legal Fund. I have the J6 Commissary um, Fund that we started that's doing great. Help. We, last, in June alone, last month, we fed over 150 Jan Sixers in prison at $100 a month. Wow. Um, and we're doing it again this month, and we're just rocking and rolling. So my day is pretty much packed from about 9 a.m. to right about, I mean, it's 9.41 now. I'm on the phone. I'm trying to make connections, do interviews, spread the truth, uh, minister to people, and help out the best way I can. Um, in between there, I have a few gruel, you know, <laughs> goulash, uh, gruel type meals. I work out every day. Um, we run a Bible study usually from 9 to 10 p.m. as soon as the national anthem is done. Um, we pray. We do a prayer circle afterwards. Um, and we find time to, uh, to share our lives with one another throughout the day over meals and get to know one another um, and support one another. We lean on one another in here a lot. Um, this is definitely a unique circumstance to be surrounded by other red-blooded Christian, awesome, I mean, just heart of gold men that you can rely on, and they can rely on you, and yet it's a family bond. And we don't always get along. We have our differences, but at the end of the day, we're family, and we stick together. Well, that's about the best you can hope for. Listen, Jake, uh, just hold on for a second. We've got to take a break for the second half of the show uh, with the next sponsor, and we'll be right back in a moment. And just like that, half the year is done and gone. And in that time, my digital money has gifted us with some majestic crypto bull runs. Bitcoin, of course, remains the king with an 80% gain year to date. And financial institutions like Fidelity and others have announced funds they are actively working on to provide Bitcoin access to their clients. Ethereum gained 55% year to date, fueled by the Chappella upgrade. And Litecoin went up 35.25% year to date after it was chosen by Citadel Securities and Fidelity-backed EDX markets to trade on its exchange. Bitcoin Cash, it's up 176% year-to-date. And my digital money has been emphasizing the importance of long-term data when investing for a long time. Don't get caught up in the daily social media chatter. Don't get caught up in politics, not when it comes to your investments. What you should be concerned about is how to invest securely. So invest with my digital money. When you invest with my digital money, your funds are secure. They will never co-mingle with our funds. In fact, no matter what happens with my digital money, your funds are always safe. So if you're ready to invest in cryptocurrency, invest with mydigitalmoney.com. Click the link in the description box below. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, Jake, uh, we are back. Um, so uh, what's, what's going on there in the background? Well, the, 
U.S. women's team is playing in the World Cup. Um, <laughs> even though they're a bunch of crazy liberals, we still support them because they're Americans. <laughs> and she just got her... She just got her penalty kick blocked by the Vietnamese goalkeeper, so that was pretty pathetic. Um, but God bless. Go Team USA. Oh, USA all the way. So, um, so, so, Jake, uh, it sounds like uh, you, you guys keep busy. Um, uh, how about the the treatment that you've been receiving from the guards <clears throat> or the conditions that you guys are living in? I mean, we've talked about some pretty heinous stuff in the past. Has any of that gotten any better? Well, yeah, right now the conditions are a little better. Um, I mean, you know, when you've lived 20 months of your life, either 23 or 22 hours a day locked in a cell alone, um, pretty much anything other than that seems like paradise. Um, so we're out of our cells now um, five hours a day, sometimes more. We're on tier management. So one tier, the bottom tier is out half the day, and the other, the top tier is out the other half the day. Sometimes you're out more or less, but um, there's good camaraderie here. Um, you know, we, can, we, we cook up meals sometimes with our commissary food. Shout out to the J6 Commissary Fund. Um, and we stay busy. We stay active. We work out in big groups and do Bible studies, like I said. But, the, you know, the, the treatment from the guards varies so much from prison to prison. I mean, we You have one minute remaining. Then it's the places that have more conservatively in guards that are like MAGA supporters, you know what I mean? For a lot of them, former military, former police and stuff. And they really support us um, here in DC. It's a lot of foreign nationals. Most, I'd say 90% of our prison guards are not Americans. Um, so that's a very weird dynamic, um, but they treat us okay. Sometimes you get a couple of ones that want to give you a hard time and send people down the hole for doing nothing and stuff like that. But overall we've learned to adapt. And uh, God's prospered us. He set a table out for us before our enemies. Um, and we've been able to, to, to maintain pretty good. That's, you know, glory to God. He's, he's given us all that we have. Amen. Amen. So, <clears throat> Jake, it's going to cut you off again here. Are you going to be able to call back in again? Yeah, I can give you. I got I got you for one more call. It's 10 o'clock. The phone's cut off. So okay. give me one second. I'll call you back. Um, got a couple more announcements and, uh, and we'll pray. Okay, please. Okay, we'll be waiting for you. Thank you for using Global Telling. All right. Uh, excellent. So while we're waiting for Jake to come on back on in, let me uh, take us back here to President Trump. Let's continue with his announcement. He did more than any administration in history to combat human trafficking and to end modern day slavery. In one of my first acts in office, I signed an executive order targeting transnational criminal organizations that traffic and exploit innocent people. I signed the Frederick Douglass Trafficking Victims Prevention and Protection Reauthorization Act, authorizing $430 million to fight sex and labor trafficking. I signed legislation to crack down on foreign countries who are not meeting standards for eliminating trafficking, of which there are many. I also signed into law the Abolish Human Trafficking Act, which strengthened programs supporting survivors and provided more resources for ending modern slavery. We do have modern slavery, if you can believe it. Additionally, I created the first ever White House position focused solely on combating human trafficking. And perhaps most importantly, we created the most secure border in U.S. history by far. 
dealing a major blow to the cartels and traffickers. We built hundreds of miles of wall. We renovated hundreds of miles of wall. We never had anything like it. And then I got Mexico free of charge to give us 28,000 soldiers to protect us from people coming into our country illegally. When I am back in the White House, I will immediately end the Biden border nightmare that traffickers are using to exploit vulnerable women and children. We will fully secure the border. I will wage war on the cartels, just as I destroyed the ISIS caliphate, 100 percent gone, 100 percent destroyed. They'll come back now because we have a weak administration. I will use Title 42 to end the child trafficking crisis by returning all trafficked children to their families, in their home countries, and without delay. And I will urge Congress to ensure that anyone caught trafficking children across our border receives the death penalty immediately. And that includes also for women, because women, as you know, are number one in trafficking. Children are actually number two. I want to thank Eduardo, Jim, Tim Ballard, and everyone else involved in this film for their incredible efforts and their great genius. Together, we will end the scourge of human trafficking, and we will defend the dignity of human life. All right. Uh, my mother <clears throat> says, God bless Jake and you too, Zach, for providing this platform. Thank you so much, Mom. I appreciate it. Jake, are, are you, you haven't come back in. Are you there? Uh, and uh, Debbie, from what I understand, uh, Jake, there are ways to get free calls uh, where uh, where he's at. And we budgeted if there is a, 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 a fee that he's paying. Uh, we knew that uh, he was going to be here with us for about an hour. So uh, don't worry. It's uh, it, it's not that. Uh, yeah, I don't think anything is uh, is going to come in between our ability to get him back on the on the show. Uh, so, Jake, uh, you're, are you there, buddy? I can't hear you. Don't know if you're there. Still not there. All right, so it looks like uh, his assistant is still on the line, so we're just waiting for him to come back in. Uh, look at this. Hey, Jack. Hey, Jake. Okay, we've got you back here, buddy. Good stuff. All right, welcome back to the program. All right, so uh, thank you uh, for uh, for jumping back in. Yes, of course, brother. Um, I wanted, So you said that you were going to have Tommy Tatum on tonight. Did he ever get a chance to make it in? Uh, I never heard back from Tommy. Uh, I, I don't know if something happened to his to his phone or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I haven't heard back from him. So uh, I, I was going to attempt to reach out to him again after the show. So, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a shout here later on, too. We'll make it I happen. I wanted to tell the audience because um, it was going to be. Yeah, it was going to be pretty interesting um, uh, time to have both of us on because I don't know if the audience knows, but. Tommy Tatum um, has done a court sworn affidavit as well as Philip Anderson, two of the um, brave Jancic Patriot brothers of mine. They've signed a court sworn document claiming that I, you know, allegedly, <laughs> I'm sorry to be modest here, but saying that I saved their life. Um, and that was going to be very interesting to have us both on the program because me and Tommy haven't been able to really get together and do many programs. But if people want to see, um, Basically, some of this stuff that was caught on film, the, the me dragging Philip Anderson out of this dog pile that the Capitol Police started, all that's available on j6truth.org. Yeah. And that's kind of like the home base website that everything that I do and every all the organizations and everything that kind of helps support the Jan Sixers, the documentaries, 
The truth about January 6th documentary is on that website, j6truth.org. And Zach, that's actually the number one viewed video ever on Rumble right now. Oh, it's wow. about 2 million views. And I mean, it, it's absolutely extraordinary what the reception that we've got from the American people. They have shared it, not just on there, but on Telegram. It's got millions of views on some viral channels. And, and it's been, you know, reposted so many places. I, I think probably about 10 million people have seen that video so far. Um, and I really want the audience to go and check that out. I think we've streamed it here on your channel before. So some people may have seen it, but if you guys want to see, um, some of this stuff that basically just totally destroys the lies in the mainstream news media narrative about January 6th, and you want to get the, the truth for yourself and see the perspective that they've been hiding from you, go over to j6truth.org and watch that documentary so that you guys can see the stuff that they've been trying to hide from you. Amen. Uh, I just passed that link out into the chat. And yes, we uh, we did screen a, a couple of different projects that uh, that you had worked on in the past. Uh, so listen, uh, I know that you said you've only got until 10 p.m. That's seven minutes. Uh, but you had a couple of additional announcements that you wanted to make sure that you got to the audience. Yeah, um, you know, we, we've been working really hard. I mentioned the January 6th commissary fund. We've been working very hard on making sure all the needs are being met for all these Jan 6 patriots that are rotting away in prisons in dozens and dozens of federal prison camps and maximum security penitentiaries and all kinds of places thrown out throughout America. Um, Our patriots, some of them have abandoned and forgotten. They don't have the family support. They don't have some of the financial means so that they can, you know, get food and clothing and hygiene products for themselves. So, I really would like if um, if the audience could support um, the January 6th commissary fund, and that is on Gibson Go um, as well. All of our, our fundraising efforts are on there. Um, and if you guys go to gibsongo.com slash J6 commissary fund, you'll see that. Or if you search the J6 commissary fund on Gibson Go, you'll find it. Um, and I would love for support there. You know, we, we have a lot that we're doing for the Jan 6 community. We ask a lot of the American people um, because, the, you know, the, the situation is dire. The circumstances, you know, are, are extreme. And so we need, you know, to really just go out there and put ourselves out there so that we give the people who have generous hearts, who want to support us, the opportunity to support us in the right ways. So um, I wanted to talk about, you know, and just give, give people the opportunity to support the Jan 6ers through the commissary fund. Amen. Yeah, I've gone ahead and passed out that link as well. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate. I, I often imagine uh, that there's this concerted effort by the federal government to make it as difficult as possible for us to help out people in your position right now. It's quite ironic that uh, we're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. We're uh, importing millions and millions of illegals, giving them a free place to live, giving them EBT cards, free medical insurance. Uh, while at the same time, our own citizens are languishing in horrible conditions in, uh, in in prisons all across America for what I think most people believe to be just a, a simple civil rights uh, infraction. And don't forget, far over veterans, Marine Corps, um, airmen, armed rangers, uh, EMTs. Got the rich blood of 
uh, metal, the uh, French metal. Um, you know, we got to get behind Trump here for from the president. We stood by you. We did what was right to do for our fellow countrymen and for our Constitution. And uh, we need to make your support from, from you and from our other political leaders. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, all these red coats, Rhino and name only. Um, we need more support. So, Jake, have you have you had any contact with any more of these politicians? I know that Marjorie Taylor Greene attempted to to come and visit some of you guys at the jail. Um, but it's been it's been a while since I've heard anything publicly coming from our elected officials about the situation you guys are in. No, I mean, you know, I, I, I'd like to end off with this because we just have a couple minutes. Yeah, um, they're, they're mostly all grandstanders. They, they use this like a political hockey puck. Um, if they were very serious about getting justice for the Jan Sixers, they would start impeachment processes and. Um, federal processes to remove the federal court judges, go after the federal prosecutors that are totally perverting the law code to persecute American citizens. They would redline budget the FBI yes. um, and the DOJ uh, basically to, to dismantle them as they terrorize American citizens. So until they start doing these drastic measures um, and, and start actually getting their, their heads on straight to support us and, and vindicate us properly, they're all just standards. And my hope and my faith rests in God alone. What will save this country, Zach, will not come out of Washington, D.C. It won't come from the voting booth. It'll come from repentance and turning our hearts and being reborn again in the spirit and start to reclaim our country from inside our own hearts, inside our own families, inside our own churches, our schools, and our communities. That's what's going to save America, not, <laughs> not Donald Trump. No, no, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> All right, we've got Jesus two minutes Christ. left. Yeah, it looks, sounds like maybe they've got one minute left for you. Jake, tell everybody where they can find you. You've got the podcast. You've got a couple of uh, socials. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Everything, if you want to find me, you go to j6truth.org. On Getter and Truth Social, I'm at Jake Lang. Instagram, I've got a pretty good following, almost 50,000 followers now. Just type in Jake Lang on there. You'll find me. Um Twitter's Jake Lang too. Um, the podcast is on Apple and Spotify. If you type in Jake Lang on Apple and Spotify podcast, you'll hear the Political Prisoner podcast. Um, and and if you really want to find me, just pray for me because um, we'll be together in the spirit. There, I need prayers. Uh, the Jan Sixers all need prayers. Please be prayer warriors for us. Get down on your knees and beseech the Lord God, who has this entire country in His hand to turn this around for us and for our countrymen and for the families that don't have their daddies and their brothers and their husbands home at night that are sitting in the prison cells. Um, pray for us because that's the most powerful thing you can do and definitely support any way you possibly can. Um, I'm grateful for the platform tonight, Zach. You're an awesome, brave man. I can't wait to make this announcement next week with you. Me too. Um, and start this new chapter of uh, Christian <clears throat> conservative media behind those walls and uh, please give our love and prayers to all of those guys that are there with you tonight. Of course. Of course. God bless America. God bless America and God bless you. We'll talk to you soon, Jake.
All right. And uh, that was, of course, Jake Lang. Uh, Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Thank you very much to everyone for your kind and generous support, if you're able to, uh, to, uh, to give that support to those political prisoners that are sitting, languishing in those D.C. jails and uh, prisons all across America. Uh, Did the stream mess up? I'm not certain if it did. Uh, Rechnor says, hello from Norway. World is watching. J6 was a a Pelosi stunt. Even Azov was there to play hooligans just as they were in Ottawa during the Freedom Convoy 2022. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's for sure. All right, now let me also just do a couple of quick thank yous over here on the Foxhole Porpoiseful. Thank you very much for that cookie. Uh, thank you very much for Doug Simey dropping a cookie. Porpoiseful dropped another one. Gambera as well. And then Filter Dog One says, Friggin' Friday Night. Uh, friggin' Friday Night. I don't think Friggin' Friday Night is on the air anymore. Uh, and uh, so here I am at the nine o'clock hour. It also just makes it a lot easier. Fridays and Saturdays at 9 p.m. I'm, I was sick and tired of saying a whole bunch of different times every single time that people wanted to know what time I was on the air. All right. So I've got just a couple of different things that I wanted to throw out here before we uh, end the program tonight. Uh, We are slowly getting additional bits of information coming out of these JFK files. And I also want to address something. Uh, Every now and then I get an email from somebody telling me that I need to use a, um, uh, an ad blocker. Uh, the reason that I don't use an ad blocker is because quite often, like 95% of the time, ad blockers will block me being able to play videos in the browser. It makes it so that if I want to play a video, I have to turn the ad blocker off and then I have to turn it back on. And all I ask is that you guys just help me make this as easy as possible for me because it's not a simple thing to do. So I do have the ability to do this reader mode and I'll try to remember to do that. But uh, generally when I don't, it's because there are there's media that I want to play in there. So if you can sit through my commentary and just, you know, maybe look at the center of the screen and not the weird ads on the side, I would sincerely appreciate So uh, we finally have the uh, identity of a CIA agent with an interesting connection to the JFK assassination. With the release of these 1,000 or so brand new documents related to the assassination of JFK, uh, we are getting bits and pieces of information as uh, people are digging through them uh, to see what is entailed inside. So The New York Times is reporting in an exclusive report. uh, They were able to find this newly information released through the program of the JFK Records Collection Act. This is the name of a CIA agent who was checking Lee Harvey Oswald's mail just before the assassination of our president. This is a newly redacted, unredacted memo, rather, that revealed uh, a CIA agent by the name of Reuben Efren. Uh, He was intercepting mail that was sent to Lee Harvey Oswald from his mother. If Lee Harvey Oswald was not in some type of a relationship uh, with the CIA, then why would they be looking at his mail? Now, we don't know very much about Efron, but we do know that he was born in Lithuania. Uh, He came to the U.S. through Cuba in 1939. So it makes me wonder if he had anything to do with the other efforts that Harvey uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was involved with with the CIA in relation to Cuba. Uh, He worked uh, in World War II as an interpreter. He spoke German, Hebrew, Yiddish, Russian, Lithuanian. And uh, we can actually take a look at this unredacted memo right here. 
So let's see. This was a, a, a memo sent to the deputy chief uh, of the CI project. I don't know what CI project stands for, but uh, correspondence of a U.S. defector who recently left the USSR homebound. So, okay, so this is in regards to the CIA's uh, uh, um, uh, watching Lee Harvey Oswald because he allegedly went to Russia and then came back. As as may be seen from the attached news items, which appeared in the Washington Post, 9th of June, 1962, a former Marine sergeant of Fort Worth, Texas, who defected to the USSR three years ago, left Moscow recently, together with his infant child and Russian-born wife, bound for the United States. A search of the project files revealed that the attached subject item was sent to subject by his mother on 8th of July, 1961. In this item, writer discusses sending a parcel and requests him to write more frequently. This item will be of interest to Mrs. Ergerter, C-I-S-I-G, and also to the FBI. Uh, And that looks to be a repeat of that. Here is an additional portion right here, reported sighting of unusual aircraft in the USSR. The following is an excerpt from a cable received by the U.S. Air Force. Three reliable U.S. observers, Senator Richard Russell, Lieutenant Colonel E.U. Hathaway, Army, Mr. Reuben Efren, visited Prague on the 12th through the 13th of October, arriving directly from Kiev via Baku, Tiflis, Dnieper, Petrovsk, Black Sea area. They reported following the U.S. Air A and U.S. Arm A. On October 4th, 1955, at 1910 hours between uh, Aliat Station and uh, Azabajul, 10 minutes by rail after departing a TJ in the Transcaucasus, Transcaucasus region to mound as received in circular, unconventional aircraft resembling flying disks. This is a report from the same CIA agent about uh, an unidentified aerial object, a UFO, if you will, uh, that Ruben Efren also had. Uh, this is the only other information that you can find out about Ruben Efren. It's kind of interesting uh, that he reported seeing a uh, a UFO in you know the area of Russia, uh, and then in a couple of years later, he is helping to uh, surveil. Lee Harvey Oswald. So um, we are going to continue to look through these documents and see if we can find any other additional information about Reuben Efren. And I'm sure that people are going to be scouring previously released um, uh, records coming out of any number of CIA projects. But uh, it says that uh, on the day of the assassination, E. Girder's boss told the FBI that the CIA had no information on Oswald. Obviously, that's a lie because the CIA had been watching Oswald because he was uh, a, a, a defector who came back to the United States. We have Reuben Efren actually intercepting his mail and then reporting on it uh, to his superiors. Uh, and uh, this document shows that the agency had been following Oswald for quite some time, had been looking into him. Uh, they had been checking his correspondence since November of uh, 1959, uh, all the way up to May of 1962. Uh, so kind of strange that they would feel the need to lie about that. Uh, For me, it just strengthens the idea that there was a pre-existing relationship between Lee Harvey Oswald and the CIA. Doesn't make me think that Lee Harvey Oswald was any closer to being the the gunman himself, but uh, certainly there was uh, a lot of subterfuge and spying that was going on. Uh, 
Efren actually died on November 22nd, 1993. That happens to be the 30-year anniversary of JFK's death. Uh, that's a very interesting coincidence, uh, the fact that he would die uh, right at that very time. All right. Uh, let me see. So, yeah, confidential informant, maybe, but Ruben Efren wouldn't. If, if, okay, so <clears throat> CI is listed after deputy chief. Uh, so maybe I would think it'd be closer to like chief investigator or uh, central intelligence, maybe deputy chief central. Yeah. OK, that makes sense. It's probably central intelligence. Uh, if there's any CIA agents out there who want to uh, give us any insight onto what that CIA would stand for, uh, please tell us. I, I don't think in this instance it would be confidential informant because th there is no confidential informant that's involved. I mean, we're talking about uh, agents and then, of course, agents reporting back to the CIA. <clears throat> so in order to make sure that I get all of the information from this, I have to open up the uh, uh, the ad blocker so that we can see what's going on. Uh, we have uh, another bit of information. This was previously secret. Uh, report on the letter from Oswald's mother to him. Uh, the mother writes to the son. Writer mentions the parcel which she sent. Okay. Uh, now, the other thing about this <clears throat> is the fact that Oswald was allowed to defect to Russia and then after spending three years there, getting married, having a kid, he was allowed to come back to the United States. That's definitely not something that would normally happen. The Russians would not be too keen on allowing a, uh, a an American that had defected uh, with a newly pregnant and, and, and new baby Russian bride uh, to come back to the United States. That is not something that would happen at all. And as far as I know, I've never heard of that happening at any time in the past. Uh, so that just, again, makes me believe that there is uh, more of a relationship here than they will possibly like to admit. Uh, here's also a little bit about uh, spying that was revealed uh, very recently. It turns out that the FBI was wrongfully and illegally searching the foreign spying database for information about a U.S. senator and a U.S. judge. Uh, if the FBI is the premier law enforcement organization of the United States, why would they be breaking the law? Well, it seems to me that this is a pattern of abuse that the FBI has demonstrated throughout the years. Uh, this is uh, claiming that an FBI analyst wrongly searched a foreign spying database for information about a U.S. senator and two state officials. This is, of course, coming from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court's use of the 702, uh, and it was revealed in a court opinion that was written in April and then declassified just this past Friday. Section 702 of Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act allows the government to conduct targeted surveillance of non-U.S. citizens located abroad to acquire foreign intelligence information. When U.S. citizens are flagged as part of these investigations, the FBI takes over the process of querying them for possible security reasons. So uh, the court's opinion said that these searches into these three officials did not meet the standards and that the FBI failed to follow policy. I think that that is a fairly obvious statement there. 
Uh, anytime this has happened, I mean, the FBI has knowingly and willfully broken the law, misused the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. Uh, recently, we found that they were doing it with just average, everyday American citizens. Some violations of the querying standard coincided with failure to follow an FBI policy that requires prior deputy director approval to use sensitive query terms. So that would be identifiers of domestic public officials, domestic political candidates, members of the news media, academics and religious organizations, or persons prominent within them. Obviously, uh, that safeguard is put in place so that the FBI doesn't end up uh, looking for dirt on people in these positions of uh, public authority and interest, uh, because uh, the use of that information could be for blackmail. It could be to uh, control domestic policy, control uh, flow of information, the, the freedom of speech here in the United States. Uh, the identities, however, of the U.S. senator, the state senator, Senator and the state judge are not known. If I had to guess, I would say that they were probably looking for dirt on Republicans. Now, the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation, as I said, seems to have a habit of misusing the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. We saw it happen a number of times with associates of President Trump. Uh, and uh, in July of 2022, uh, this is when the FBI analyst conducted these four overly broad searches. So it was in very recent history. And if you can kind of place the uh, uh, the, the 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 place the current climate of the United States and, and these abuses uh, committed by the FBI, it doesn't take uh, too much of a stretch to believe that uh, they were using it for their own gain. Uh, we're talking about uh, databases that included calls, text messages, emails, uh, other electronic information that was collected by the NSA. Uh, and uh, the analyst also searched that data using the last name of the senator. So it's not like this person's information was incidentally caught up in some other investigation. The FBI specifically was looking for the communications of this state senator. Uh, and then, of course, also the judge and then the uh, the the, uh, the other individuals. Uh, they apparently had information that an unnamed foreign intelligence service had been targeting the two legislators. But the analyst failed to meet standards that were required to conduct the search. So they knew they didn't have the legal authority to do it, but they did it anyway. And this is one of the reasons why I think we have to uh, completely do away uh, with the FISC, with FISA, uh, get rid of 702. Uh, and, I, you know, to uh, follow up on Jake's point earlier, this is something uh, we've been talking about quite a bit recently. Congress has the power of the purse. They have the ability to defund these agencies. They have the uh, the ability to... Uh, no longer authorize uh, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. You know, I, I, I still have yet to see a convincing argument as to why we need to, to keep that stuff going. Um, if we had a law enforcement organization here that was doing its job, uh, then they wouldn't have to be working uh, to uh, to uh, destroy our civil rights in the way that they have. Uh, additionally, we have this unidentified state judge's social security number wrongfully used in October of 2022. Uh, that was also uh, in the foreign intelligence trove um, because apparently the judge complained to the FBI about alleged civil rights violations that were perpetrated by a municipal chief of police. 
That's kind of interesting. The judge actually complaining about civil rights being violated. And what did the FBI do? They used his private information to go searching in this uh, overly broad database that seeks to get the communications, the private information and uh, uh, the emails and probably Internet posts of people in positions of power. Uh, Real Erica Freedom. Hey, it's so good to see you, Erica. She says, thank you always, Zach and Red Pill News family, for all the work you do. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you out there. I appreciate you. Say hello to your husband as well. Vector117 says, please make sure you support Zach. He is the tip of the spear. Thank you very, very much, Vector. I sincerely appreciate that. All right. So this one, I think, is uh, is going to be a story that continues uh, to, to carry legs. It, it's going to uh, be giving us uh, uh, new, new details, new information, and uh, obviously new abuses as carried out by the FBI. Um, so I thought this was interesting as well. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy uh, apparently had uh, weighed in on President Trump's legal peril. Uh, he joined a number of conservatives on a Twitter space uh, earlier today. Uh, looks like uh, my friends uh, uh, Ty and Charlene Bollinger actually were hosting it. So that's super cool. Uh, this was also hosted by Newsmax and Eric Balling was there. Uh, he was there along with Joe and Jim Hoft. And uh, of course, they were joined by Ty and Charlene. Uh, they are the people behind uh, the series of documentaries, uh, The Truth About Cancer, The Truth About Vaccines. They have a new documentary series that's coming out very soon. Uh, now, uh, Robert F. Kennedy was discussing the hearing that he testified at this week uh, before the Weaponization of Government Committee. Uh, he had proposed a separation of CIA espionage powers and overseeing international clandestine operations. He was also asked uh, what he thought of the continued DOJ and judicial assaults on President Donald Trump. Uh, he said he believes it sets a horrible precedent in America when our former presidents are charged and prosecuted by the opposition leaders. This is uh, a very level-headed response, and uh, if only the rest of the Democrats had this same opinion. Of course, if it was Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton or any other Democrat politician that was being charged, they would be up in arms. They would be screaming about how people's rights are being violated and how the, the, the letter of the law is being abused. He also said that he thought that all of the cases against President Trump, he was most troubled by the New York case, the Stormy Daniels case by the New York District Attorney. And he suggested that these charges against President Trump should never have been filed. I think that that goes without saying. Uh, also, uh, speaking of abuse of power by the federal government, uh, you may remember Dr. Andrew Huff. He was a guest here on the show in the past, and he got into a tiff with uh, clandestine, bioclandestine, and a lot of people, you know, chose sides. I'm, you know, I, I don't do that. I, I, I don't choose one side or the other. People have issues with each other, and that has nothing to do with me. Um, from what I understand, uh, Andrew Huff is uh, is an intelligent guy. He did some good work and he's shown a light on some really important abuses of power taking place within the NIH, EcoHealth Alliance and the federal government. And ever since then, uh, the, the federal government has been coming after him. Also, the state government of Michigan. Uh, take a look at this. Uh, in the past, uh, Andrew has found um, agents of the federal and state government of Michigan uh 
trespassing on his property. Uh, He has had strange things happen, uh, breaches of his security. Uh, He's had now people coming inside his home. Here he tags the FBI, the DOD, the CIA, and the Michigan State Police, uh, and he said they are panicked and a bunch of idiots, really. I came home and my laptop screen was on after I powered it down. Strange. Also, my dog was acting scared again, so I decided to check out my computer. These are the root-level access logs to one of my laptops. They show when and who accessed the device and how. Voila, it appears someone was in my house physically accessing my computer while I was gone, and when they accessed it, they enabled remote access, which means that they were attempting to set it up so that they could access his computer from another location after Andrew uh, uh, got home. So clearly you can see here that his computer was rebooted at 1019. It was off, so he knows that somebody else had to turn it on. And then you have all of these bits of information about who logged in and when. Uh, They obviously must have uh, stolen his password. Uh, And uh, he continues by saying, everyone should know this simple tip. The government or state-sponsored actors focus almost entirely on password theft once you lock everything down sufficiently. If they get into any cloud systems like Apple, immediately change iCloud password on the least compromised device and then change all the device passwords. Once they are in charge, once they are in, they change the network password. Security screens mostly solve the issue of password theft in public, and plenty more of you do this, and this was meant to be simple and practical. Uh, So it just goes to show you that uh, the state and federal government is still coming after Andrew, obviously. Information continues to come out about uh, the actions of Anthony Fauci and the NIH and, and of course, the origins of the COVID-19 biological uh, weapon that was uh, unleashed upon the world. Uh, And uh, I think that they wouldn't be coming after Andrew still if he didn't have damaging information that he could still release out into the public. Uh, Let me see. I don't know if I have Hold on a second. Honey, why are you talking about live streaming the house? Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen, guys. Uh, The inside of my office is the most that you're ever going to see. I'll I'll post some pictures of the... uh, uh, of the of the, the the plants and stuff outside, but I think that's about it. All right, I, I don't know what that was in regards to, but let me just say uh, thank you very much to Filter Dog who dropped a can, Doug Simey who dropped a cookie, Off the Leash dropped a cookie, and then Daily Insanity says thank you for bringing the J Sixers to light. Absolutely, always uh, just doing my part. You know, I, I've talked about this before, and uh, it uh, it would have been so easy for me to be one of those people. And if that would have happened, uh, I can only imagine how the lives of the people I care about and who depend on me would have collapsed as a result of that. Uh, so I, I wake up every day, and I thank God for my freedom. Uh, I thank him for allowing me to continue this fight and for continuing to give me this platform uh, in whatever limited capacity I have it. Uh, and I also am grateful for for every single one of you who comes here and hangs out with us. Um, we are going to uh, end the show there. Anthony Weiner did have a spectacular... Should we watch that Anthony Weiner meltdown, guys? Because I actually uh, meant to uh, to bring that up the other day, and we just never got to it yesterday. And I thought that was a pretty telling reaction. Hmm. 
Oh, and Eileen Cannon has set the trial date for President Trump for May 20th, 2024. That's six months, of course, before the election. Hang on. Let me see if I can find this Anthony Weiner video and uh, and we'll go ahead and watch that. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, you know, Eric, I, I mean, Anthony's been uh, he's doing a program like on ABC with somebody who's like on, like I think, kind of on the political right. Um, so I, I feel like he's trying to push this image of, uh, you know, being somebody who is willing to cross barriers, come across the aisle. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, you would have imagined that he would have been more prepared you know, to uh, to have a conversation that perhaps he wasn't going to be happy with. Uh, hold on. Anthony Weiner. Let's go ahead. Oh, God. Here we go. All right. We're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah, this was a this was a a, a violent reaction. Anthony Weiner Anthony Weiner was not happy with Patrick Bet David uh, about being asked about this. Um but uh Patrick I mean he's right, you know. I mean, find me any other politician. Find me a single politician out there who has who has a uh uh, a history of death and destruction around them like the Clintons. You can't. Served in the I, military and I, dragging their names I have the a reputation to ask tough questions and piss some people like you off. That's and my including reputation. Dead, including dead people who I'm going to stand oh, up for. Oh, trust me. We are standing up for them more than you are standing say, up for them. Let's see. You better get my back to that list because question, we're going to clear some people's my, names today. My question for you is, my question for you is, how is it that in the last 50 years, we don't have a single candidate... Everybody has their own. Hey, John F. K. was a playboy with Marilyn Monroe. Trump, Karen McDougal, Stormy Daniels. You know, George Bush linked to 9-11 and weapons of mass destruction. Bill Clinton linked to Arkansas women, all this others. Everybody has a reputation. How is it that the reputation that follows them is people close to them die? Why right. is that a story that people, many people believe in? Why is how, that? Are the Clintons in their 70s yet? If I, you don't think I can make a list of other people who are 70-something years old and say this person died, that person died, done that this Bush? person died. Hold on. How come they haven't done that with Bush? He's in the same, same I age. I have no freaking idea why they haven't, How come they haven't done that with Trump? Say, but, so are you saying, so you agree with what How I'm saying? How come they haven't done they, that with Reagan? So How come they haven't done that with Kerry? What point are you making about these men and women How who you listed? How is it so many people close to them die? How is it so many people, people close, close to them everybody dies? How is are it you so suggesting... Okay. I'm asking the question. You're is what asking I'm doing. a bizarre question. Exactly. Did people die? You off. Did people die? No. What pisses me off, and I'm going to say what? this again because you, you apparently are not listening to me. You read a list yeah. of people off an obscure website that, 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 that of, of conspiracy theory taking a Venn diagram of everyone that ever worked in the orbit of someone who served in public life for 50 years, and you listed them, including people in the military, including strangers you could not p- pull out of, a, and you are implying. Let me, let me that, simplify that there's something for you, to fear. Let me finish let me, my thought. Let me, let me finish my thought. Oh, please do so because I got another let me finish my thought. here for you. You're implying both yeah. with the question and with the website. The website says it explicitly. I you're implying you it. Website. Let me finish. Go ahead. You're Don't implying pull it up that until, something. Until he's done. You Don't are pull it up impli- until he's done. Go for it. You are implying that something nefarious is afoot both with the question yeah. and with the list. Yeah. Hillary Clinton, she's a big girl. I'm a big boy. You're a big boy. The people that you just listed. They're all. Listen to me. No. These yeah. are obscure people that you could You're not pull out of. You're a great politician, buddy. Wait a minute. Hold on. Fantastic. You know, I just, I just, I got to interject. 
How about the most recent addition to the Clinton body count? Uh, the guy who hung himself and then shot himself in the chest with a 12-gauge shotgun. And after he did that, threw the shotgun 30 yards away from where he was hanging in an oak tree by an extension cord. Uh, that's also not the first time that an extension cord has been used in the death of someone connected to the Clinton body count. In fact, there was another woman that was connected to this man who was found at the bottom of a lake with a cinder block or some type of other concrete block tied to an extension cord to her leg. I think that there is a major difference between anybody connected to the Clintons dying in these odd manners and any person who's ever passed away in the history of this world. You are you are you are the classic bull. You list someone's name. You and are are you going to go back if and clarify? Anybody it? That's the are you going to go you. clarify? You know what? The are you going to clarify your personality this list? Is. You I don't really know, you know that. Ad hominem attack on me. Yeah, he's going to somehow classic clear that bully. person's name. There's anybody at this table that's a bigger bully than I you. I tell you. Oh yeah. You you just yeah. listed some stranger with with Very PFC good with PFC. Way of pinning. Good Look for you. You're reading some. Good for you. Reading a conspiracy website. Some people say. Some people say. Look at that fucking website. Sent to you. Pull you, up the Wikipedia. Is Wikipedia wanna, a conspiracy website? You want to take, <laughs> no, 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 take a run Wikipedia. at me? Bring it all day, pal. No, hey, bring it all day. Sweetheart, take a run at me. Clinton not, body count. Conspiracy theory, yeah. right at the top. Where, where can I what, throw a mic I can drop? Conspiracy, right the, at the what's top. The, what's the point with that? The point is conspiracy the point theories are by their very definition unsubstantiated. How come other people don't have this conspiracy theory? How come Reagan doesn't have this conspiracy oh, theory? Oh, wait a minute. How Hold come it. Bush doesn't have News this conspiracy theory? News flash on the PDB podcast. How come John Kerry People doesn't have this conspiracy theory? Oh, wow. Oh, really? Why do they, though? Some of the stereotypes are true. Like, you have some reputation. It's true, some of it. <laughs> some of the stuff they say about other people That's is not true. a stereotype. That's a made-up story about oh, strangers. How come others don't have that made-up story? People have it all the time. No, Look no. at the internet. Give me another body count with another president or candidate. Give me do another person. Do you really think that someone within this... Do me a favor do you and pull really up another... Think Barack Obama body count. Do you really think? Oh, you want to go, go? Why don't you go to Barack Obama not born in this country? By yeah. the way, where was that podcast? Did you guys do that one? No, that's never why? anything we discussed. Oh, why? Oh, come on! So people say it. Anthony, there's a pod, there's a there's a, there's a Wikipedia yeah. thing on it, huh? These people are strangers that you just read a list of, and I think out of deference to them, you're a dark human out being, of, guy. Out of, you're settle pretty down, dark. Now. Settle down. No, no, no. You're you pretty dark. You take the out. angle you did. You're you should exactly. Cut, listen to me. Talking, talking yeah, to yeah, us yeah. now. Oh, okay. You should cut that list out of those sure. people. Absolutely. We can still have the argument. You no, and I are big absolutely. boys. Cut that list. I'm out. I'm not going to be cutting that list because the world. That's needs right. You. Here's what everybody yeah, needs. The to, world needs you, that poor person's family that you can't even name. Exactly. That no. That some people. Those people know that their loved ones were murdered by the Clinton cartel. Like you can't even pretend, Anthony Weiner, that these people don't know that there is a direct association with their dead loved ones and the Clinton criminal cartel, the king and queen of Arkansas. Hey, what does it matter now? They're some dead. Some people say. What does it matter now? Some They're people dead. Say, Can you play that clip famous again? Famous podcast play host that says clip some again. people say. Play that clip again. What does it matter now? What does it matter These now? These people. What does it matter change now? Change the subject all you do, want. Do you, Anyone do, who read that list no one's is still waiting for you to come back on this and apologize to Do you to realize those why some people. Apologize to those people. Do you realize why some people. You should are, apologize are, to those people. Are, why do you keep saying that? What because do you need to apologize people, about? <laughs> listing those people on some obscure website as if something about their death 
was shrouded in some kind oh, of a mystery dishonors this their is, memory. Now, if you, are, if you are Hillary Clinton fantastic. or Anthony, if you are Hillary Clinton or Anthony Weiner, that yeah. may sound fine. If you are some Make person, bigger, if you are some person who has one of these jackasses on the internet showing yeah. up at their doorstep yeah. saying, "Tell me about the Make death of bigger. your father. How did Hillary Clinton?" We had someone walk into a pizzeria in Washington with yeah. a gun because of that. Ah, like I've this. heard that phrase before by other people. Play it again. Play it again. I've heard this phrase. Oh, a couple by the way, watch times. the whole Benghazi. Let's go the whole Benghazi. No, no, it's the phrase. The fact is, we had four no, dead Americans. Was it because of a protest, or was it because of you guys out script. for a walk? You, you one disagree night with this? Go kill some Americans. You disagree with her Listen point here? The Difference at Play this that again. Point Play that three times. You disagree with this Play point? Play that from the ten second mark. Not that. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, what difference does it make? Hang on. Uh, was it is a socialist mob? Yes. Let's just end the show with uh, Hillary Clinton's classic. Oh, gosh, I don't feel no ways tired. Lisa, this is what I was trying to remember the other night. Also, let me say the last time I played socialist mop songs on the show, he actually commented on Rumble. I, I would love to get this guy on the show when he said he's got new music coming out.
Oh, I love socialist mob. This guy's hilarious. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. This this is Hillary Clinton and the Benghazi hearing. Now, my question is, is the U.S. involved with any uh, procuring of weapons, transfer of weapons, buying, selling, anyhow, transferring weapons to Turkey out of Libya? To Turkey? I, I will have to take that question for the record. That's, I, nobody's ever raised that with me. I, it's, I been don't. In, it's been in news reports that ships have been leaving from Libya and that they may have weapons. And what I'd like to know is the annex that was close by, were they involved with procuring, buying, selling, obtaining weapons? And were any of these weapons being transferred to other countries, any countries, Turkey included? Well, Senator, you'll have to direct, direct that question to uh, the agency that uh, ran the annex. And I will, I will see what information is available. And uh, You're saying you don't know. I do not know. I don't have any information on that. Okay. Now, where is it? I want to hear Hillary Clinton. Where? Okay. So, anyways, uh, if somebody can find me a link to the Hillary Clinton, uh, Benghazi, at this, at this point, what difference does it make? But let's go ahead and watch Hillary Clinton puking. Okay, Clinton massive coughing attack. Oh, gosh. There's a number of them. There's a really good one. Honey. Wait. (laughs) Okay, well, let's this. This should show us. Here we go. I want to thank Congresswoman Marsha Fudge for hosting us. Here she comes. Here she comes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, it's so gross. She just puked up a couple of loogies. Every time I think about Trump, I get allergic. I always, I always felt this was God intervening, and then she's gonna drink. She's gonna drink those loogies. <laughs> we have sixty-three days to go. Why is it so quiet? <coughs> okay, here it is. Here it is. So gross, so gross. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you. (coughs) Whoa. Sorry, friend. <laughs> Sorry, friend. Well, you just heard the next vice president, didn't you? Oh. <clears throat> in, a, in addition to thanking Marsha Fudge, let me also thank. Oh, Hold on. <laughs> Swallowing puke. Let's find that one. Oh, gosh. Ah. I don't know where it is. Remember when she collapsed? 
Remember when she showed up as a doppelganger body double outside of her apartment in New York? Here we go. Here's Hillary Clinton. Her doctor says Clinton has pneumonia and her upcoming trip to California is now in the air. That coming to us from a senior campaign advisor. Clinton this morning leaving a 9-11 remembrance ceremony in New York early this morning. Her doctor writing in a statement, quote, Secretary Clinton has been experiencing a cough related to allergies. On Friday, during a follow-up evaluation of her prolonged cough, she was diagnosed with pneumonia. She was put on antibiotics and advised to rest and modify her schedule while at... Hang on. Hillary Clinton swallowing puke. Where is it? Gosh, they have made it very difficult to find this stuff. Let me see. I just want to see her collapsing. Hillary Clinton... Oh, the meeting has ended. Collapsing. Here we go. They're holding her up. She's wobbling. She's about to fall down. hear that that like metal clanging i always thought that she was wearing leg braces to help her stand up and perhaps one of them came apart uh and uh (laughs) all right and uh, i have a super chat from too big for bike who says get a rope swing that bitch but red pilled news does not condone no no we, we do not condone violence on this program uh, wouldn't that be funny? Wasn't she arrested here? I, I think that she just collapsed and uh, and she was whisked away. And then after this, she showed up, but it was a different Hillary. It was like a Hillary body double. Hillary, let's take a look. Hillary body double. Mysterious woman pictured with Hillary Clinton sparks conspiracy theories. Let's take a look. It's the latest mystery surrounding Hillary Clinton's shocking collapse. Who is this woman who never left Hillary's side? Conspiracy theories are running wild on social media. Undercover nurse checking Hillary's pulse. And this, Hillary squeezing her nurse's fingers. Clearly, she's disoriented. There's also speculation the woman is Hillary's personal physician, Dr. Lisa Bardak. Side by side, they sure look alike. But the Clinton campaign is shooting down the fevered stories, telling Inside Edition that the woman is a campaign aide. After she collapsed, Hillary asked to be taken here to her daughter Chelsea's apartment, which some reports say was a breach of protocol. She should have been taken to an emergency room. But her critics say Hillary was worried that word of her illness would leak out. An example, they say, of her desire for privacy over transparency. Hillary is now speaking out, telling Anderson Cooper why she didn't reveal right away that she had pneumonia. I just didn't think it was going to be that big a deal. It's just the kind of thing that if it happens to you and you're a busy, active person, uh, you keep moving forward. Do you actually pass out or lose consciousness? No, I, I didn't. I, I felt dizzy, and I did lose my balance for a minute. Um, <laughs> 
But I, once I got in, once I could sit down, once I could cool off, uh, once I had some water, uh, I immediately started feeling uh, better. And, of course, the late-night comics are weighing in. You know what? Everyone, especially reporters, have a right to be angry. You know, as does everybody else who Hillary kissed and touched this weekend. <laughs> Look at her. Look at her. Handing out pneumonia like it's a free summer. <laughs> okay, here is her lookalike outside of Chelsea's home. The internet is lighting up with conspiracy theories claiming this is not Hillary Clinton, but a body double. Hillary seemed in good spirits as she emerged from her daughter Chelsea's apartment Sunday after collapsing at the 9-11 memorial ceremony. But the Twitterverse erupted. Nose looks very different. This isn't Hillary. Another conspiracy theorist noted the absence of any obvious Secret Service agents close by when Hillary walked out of Chelsea's apartment building. Some citizen sleuths claim the woman emerging from Chelsea's apartment was actually this woman, Teresa Barnwell, who's the spitting image of the presidential candidate. And Teresa added fuel to the fire when she posted a photo of herself outside the apartment building wearing sunglasses with the caption, maybe I was in New York. <laughs> I love that. But rest easy, all you conspiracy theorists out there. I don't do government work. I do not do government work. No, no, no. Uh, she's a little he- heavy. Teresa Barnwell even has an ironclad alibi. She was impersonating Hillary, all right, but 3,000 miles away in L.A. Here's the evidence. She was appearing live on Spike TV's lip sync battle, along with lookalikes of Bill Clinton, President Obama, and First Lady Michelle. Hector Camacho. Why did you post that tweet? Just to kind of mess with people because of this. That's cute. Okay, uh, Hillary Clinton. <clears throat> What difference does it make song? Is that one from Boing Boing? No, that is definitely Socialist Mob. Here we go. Good morning. I'm here to give you an update on the FBI's investigation of Secretary Clinton. What I want to do is tell you what we're recommending. But first, let me tell you what we found. 110 emails, 52 email chains that were determined to have classified information. What difference at this point does it make? Eight of those chains are top secret. 36 of those chains are secret. And eight contain confidential information. What difference at this point does it make? Everything I did was permitted. There was no law, no regulations. Lies! I should have known that an unclassified system was no place for that conversation. Public debate. I know there will be intense public debate. I know there will be intense public debate. I know there will be intense public debate. 
difference at this point does it make 110 emails it wasn't the best choice 52 email chains i made a mistake i'm determined to contain classified information what difference at this point does it make eight of those chains were not a good choice six of those chains i said it was a mistake and eight contain confidential information what difference at this point does it make make Oh, God. Socialist Mob, please bring us more incredible music. Hang on. I need to find that other channel that I've been trying to remember. I think this guy might have gotten deleted. Um, Because I thought his name was like Boing Boing. Place Boing. That's who it is. Place Boing. Is this guy still around? Yes, I am subscribed. This is definitely him. Okay. Oh, and he's been putting out new music. Good stuff. All right. Now, are the old school... <laughs> he did an hour of why, 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 do that for another hour oh, okay this guy is great what's going on what's going on what's going on what's what's going on what's going on what's going on what's going on indiana jones without harrison ford what's ghostbusters with only women what's to figure out what's going on <laughs> wise words wise words billions and 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 billions So, uh, Vector, I think you're asking for the link to place boing. Here we go. 
uh, you guys uh, make sure that if you still have a YouTube account, you are subscribed to uh, both Place Boeing and Socialist Mob. Socialist Mob, I can't believe this guy's only got 13,000 followers. Uh, it's incredible to me because the music that this guy has made uh, has been some of the most seminal, seminal memorializations of uh, the most important moments of the last several years. Hang on, there is at least one more place boing one that I really wanted to share with you. Hang on. Um, he's got that gay frog song. That was a good one. Uh, let me see. Okay. There we go. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the friggin' frogs gay. Serious crap. Gay. Frogs, friggin' frogs. It's not funny. I'm gonna say it real slow for you. Gay. Frogs. Collusion. Trump Russian sort of collusion. Trump Russian possible collusion. Trump Russian metal collusion. Trump Russia possible collusion. Trump Russian potentially collusion. Trump Russia possible collusion. Trump possible collusion. Trump Russia possible collusion. Trump Russia possible collusion. Trump Russia possible collusion. Trump Russia potential collusion. Trump Russia potential collusion. And the Kremlin and be in collusion with Putin. And the Kremlin and be in collusion with Putin. And the Kremlin and be in collusion with and the people are very worried in collusion this president this president in collusion with Putin and the Kremlin and be in collusion this president this president in collusion with Putin and the people are very worried in collusion all 17 intelligence agencies. 17 agencies. 17 of our intelligence agencies have confirmed. of our intelligence agencies. 17 intelligence agencies. 17 different United States intelligence agencies. All 17 of them. All 17 of them lying. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, take us back to the glory days, guys. Take a look. We're going to win, win, win. You're going to get so tired of winning. You're going to say, Mr. President, please, please, please. It's, it's too, too much, much winning. We can't take it anymore. Mr. President, you're winning too much. And I'm going to say, I don't give a damn. We're going to keep winning 100%. We're going to keep going first. We're going to make America great again. Keep winning. 
good, a good stuff. And let me say thank you to Gail Time, who says, what a fun show tonight. See you at Gart. Awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing you at Gart as well. Oh, gosh. There's a whole bunch of good stuff on this channel. I can't go through all of them. It would literally take hours and hours. But I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to subscribe to Socialist Mop as well. Good times. Good times out there. Let me give a couple of final thank yous to our friends over here on the Foxhole. Uh, Thank you to Doug Simey and Off the Leash for dropping a couple of cookies. Daily Insanity says thank you for bringing the J6ers to light. J2 Dank dropped a can and J2 Dank dropped a cookie. Uh, Looks like I must have dropped some frames at some point because uh, my stream over on Getter ended for some reason and then uh, started up again. So... Anyways, thank you guys for hanging out with us. I appreciate uh, all of the support. Let me just make sure I didn't miss anything over on Ko-Fi or any of the other uh, spots. Okay, and okay, and let's see. Yeah, there's nothing else. Okay, anyways, you guys, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Oh, Damon, Damon Irwin. He said, she's a brick house. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Sorry. I won't say your name because I don't want to dox you. But thank you very much uh, for that brick house uh, donation as well. All right, guys. I'll be back tomorrow at 9 p.m. with my special guest who's going to be Tina Peters. Tina Peters is going to be joining us to discuss her ongoing court case and the persecution she is getting at the hands of the Colorado state government. So please be here tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern with myself and Tina. Uh, And until that time, good luck. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. And please consider supporting the January 6th defendants at those links that we passed out earlier in the show. We'll see you tomorrow.